Ladies and gentlemen, around the world, this is Gavina T.K. Kirkland. You're listening to the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the T.K. Kirkland Show. It's always funny, like when I talk to my friends, we be having like great conversations. Then when I say, hey, I'm going to record you, everybody put on their acting voice. So she... <laughs> Now, like she, I started laughing. I'm like, who the fuck I'm talking to? No, I'm teasing. I had to, I had to get you. So listen, well, we're we're talking about everything today from depression and wherever our conversation goes to um, certain states passing gun laws and what people are not seeing, you know. And since she brought it up, I find I'm gonna let her talk about what she sees when she's traveling and looking at people and she broke it down to me about how the young boys are not wearing their pants off their ass with no belt and can you go on and continue that darling and we'll keep going from there I just Um, thought that was was interesting I was just saying how you know I'm in um, places in Atlanta where there's, you know, a, a civilian, and these young boys are out. I was saying they're not even wearing belts anymore. The pants are sagging. And the first thing you see when you see them is their gun tucked in their waist. They got these extended clips, and it's normal. You go to the gas stations in certain areas, you know, downtown Atlanta, um, maybe like East Point, you know, areas down there where it's predominantly black and it's crazy. You see three, four guys out there, and these are young boys. They're 18 and 19, 20. Babies. They wow. robbing. They breaking into cars. They got The first thing you see is the guns, you know? Right, and right. It's like, it's horrible. It's, it's really bad because it's like at, at this age, you out hustling in front of the gas station, and you could be at work. You know right, what I mean? Right, so like, true. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you out here... You drawing that negative energy to yourself because of how you carrying yourself, how you look. Like you look threatening, you know, and it's it's an unfortunate yes. thing. Um and I think I think being black we understand a little bit more. You know, I was referencing the fact that um the mayor of Georgia, Kemp, he passed a law where you don't need a uh, a license to carry a gun now, you know? A black guy? No No, he's white. He's white. Oh, he's white, okay. Okay. Yeah, he's white. He's definitely white. He's a Republican. And, um, you know, he just made it so easy and so accessible for these young boys to get these guns. Anybody can go and buy a gun. You know what I mean? There's no questions asked. I think you just have to have a a state ID. I think that's the only requirement. But that's what I was saying to you, how I'm quite sure they've done studies on this already. And they know since blacks kill each other already that if they do that, the rate for blacks will go up even higher. It will definitely mm-hmm. increase with death. And they're not smart enough to see this. And it's it's really a shame, um, the values, the crime rate, and what people are doing at an astronomical rate. Like, it's really bad from Oakland, California to Atlanta. It's just. There's no words for it. There's, there's mm-hmm. truly no words. So I can't even explain it. Um, 
social media is just bad because you got people with intelligent common sense with like the people that you are saying who has access to the internet with the gun clip out uh, didn't go to college didn't go to high school but has an opinion mm-hmm. it's insane that we have this but this is what we have and we have to learn to work through it because the kids today can be truly led by social media and you was telling me not too long ago you had a passing and your family based on the internet. And can you share that with um, the fans around the world? Cause we could probably save somebody's life with that information. Um, so yeah, recently I lost my guard brother, my little guard brother, he was 32. Um, and he committed suicide and some of his reasons were, you know, he he compared his life to what he saw on social media. Right, but remember, media. he wrote. He wrote. I'm sorry to interrupt. He he wrote a letter okay. letting you guys know. Um. Yeah. He wrote. He wrote us a letter, and he okay. he let us know his reasoning behind why he took his life. And he mentioned, you know, I see everybody's traveling and they're living, you know, their lives and doing this and that and. As I'm reading the letter, I know people who are struggling in real life, but they post these pictures on socials, you know, of them being places. And it's like, it's a facade, you know, from the clothes to, you know, the traveling to it's a facade. Everybody wants to look like they're doing something. And then you have people at home. He had his own um, business. He had a a business where he uh, made resumes. And it was really successful. He published his own book. Like I said, he was 32. He wasn't married and he didn't have children. But we all looked at him as being very successful. He was always very well put together. He smelled good. He always came out looking good. I never saw him outside of the house looking crazy. You know what I mean? Right. And when you look in, you know, you look at him and you speak to him, he's very well poisoned, very well spoken, and you just don't get that he was depressed, you know? Wow. Um, but... You, we, we viewed him in this way, and what he saw was what everybody else was doing and not how accomplished he was at 32 years old, you know? Because I know wow. some 32-year-olds who don't even have their own place. Right, you know? right. He's been living on his own for years and, you know, taking care of himself, and he had life insurance, and, you know, his car was paid off, and he was doing, he was accomplishing a lot of good things, a lot Isn't of great things for 32 you know, because I know you can attest to a lot of men don't have this stuff together by their 30s. They're they kind of sure just don't. figuring it out, you know. Right, right. So the comparison and, and not feeling sufficient and all of these things and then not, from what I see, men don't really have, you know, large outlets or, you know, places that they can go to or vent to. You have these ridiculous standards that are pushed on social media. And social media is is a norm now, and I'm not I'm not blaming yeah. social media because it is about you know how you feel about yourself, but it's difficult when you were raised on socials. You understand, and mm-hmm. everything is I gotta post it, and if I don't post it, it's not really happening. And he was an introvert, you know. He was he was very much an introvert, very very mild mannered young man, you know. But it's it's. It's really sad. Um, it is sad. Especially, I didn't know he had it going on. He had himself together, and he did he this. Did. I thought maybe he was a bum or, you no, know, he wasn't all. doing it. 
So he is Not truly at successful at 32, but he just didn't see himself as successful. Raised, you know, come from a really good family, really good stock, you know, like just honorable people, my godparents, very, very, very honorable people, dependable, reliable, you know, stand on their word, you know, take they, right. they help people. They're um, Christians, but they go on missionary trips and they do the peace tree race and, you know, they're very involved in their churches and helping their communities, very active, you know what I mean? And supportive and encouraging and, you know, it's just heartbreaking that they have to go through this with with their child and he was so successful honestly according to the standard of the of the world maybe not social media but people with sense you know you converse right. with them and it's like okay he's 32 he, he doesn't have a baby mother you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so he's he's winning at that because that's 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 so definitely in most cases you know what so i mean true. um you know he has his own business at 32 and it's is booming. It's, he's not struggling. You know what I mean? Right, he's right. He's booming. And he's a published author. Like, he has a book out. Like, and it's successful. Wow. I'm I'm still, this, this just happened a couple of weeks ago, so I'm still very, you know, very confused about it. I'm trying to accept, and I think we all, they, you know, today are trying to accept what happened, but it's horrible. The, yes, the reason is, is it's just it's, it's horrible. It's really sad, and I want people to know that you know, people do care. Even though we all have our things going on, everybody is is going through life, and life is lifing with everyone. There is still somebody that'll listen to you. You know what I mean? Right. You do have value. Don't compare yourself to what you see on social, because like I said before, ninety five percent of it is a facade. The people who really got it going on are not even posting what they got going on. You know what I mean? So true. Mm-hmm. So. I saw something today that was being edited at an event of my the comedy show, and my mm-hmm. comedy show was packed. But this person filmed it on my show, and they cut it up and posted it, and it made it seem like it was one of their shows, and people came to see them. That was Ooh. the illusion. I wanted to say something. I was like, I right, it's gonna start off another chain of BS. So I just I just left it alone. But yeah, the, it was my show. That person mm-hmm. videotaped at my show and what they did was they co- they recorded the audience in the lobby and then they posted on their thing it's about you have to book so and so because he could pack the place but it was my fans right yeah that's that's that. but it's, it's going cloud. back that's to the... what you're saying it's the mm-hmm. clout it's the um the manipulation mm-hmm. of social media because people believe 90% of the things that they see, if they don't hear another side of the story. Mm-hmm. If one person gets to say they side, some people may believe it if they don't know you, but the people who know you know you may not move that way, but at the same time might have a little doubt. And that's what's confusing about this stuff. Mm-hmm. You can. You, know, you can literally post a picture. I saw a picture. I'm not going to say who the celebrity okay. was, but we Stop all know it. who he is. But they okay. posted a picture of him, and it's a man, and they had him in a dress. And I was just looking in the comments, and there were so many people that were like, oh, my God, they got him. This is, you know, public humiliation. This is a part of being indoctrinated. And all you have to do is look at the picture to see that it was edited, that it's not a real picture. 
But wow. the idea that anyone can post anything, you can create anything on a computer now. Post right. it, and people will immediately come up with their theory as to what, you know, what's going yep. on. And it's so like, true. you're not even really using your eyes at this point, or your brain for that matter. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. So, you know, the idea that the person took your show and chopped it up and tried to make it look like it was theirs, just, and people are going to believe it, you know? They sure are. Comfort <laughs> yes, They'll they show are. up and realize, like, oh, this was not accurate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yep. it's very unfortunate. That attention, that clout, all of that, it's, it's, it's the new drug. It's, it's the new drug. And drug. you can monetize now. So, like, I got a person on social media acting like they're me. Like another account, and it's, but people don't read the account because the account says it's a troll account, but they think okay. that it's me. So I did an like interview with my man. Right. So I did a, okay. a show with my boy Godfrey, and uh, while I was on the show, the person who was impersonating me was in the comments. And I was actually on the show. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I was on the show. Yes. I was on the show, and the person was there to impersonate me. And I had a guy from Africa call asking me, could he do the same thing? He said, yo, I'm a big fan. Can I put together a troll account like the other, like the fake TK? This is how serious that shit is. This, I'm, they, I'm not even making this up. And they can monetize that even though it's it's not validated? Yeah, they can monetize it. Sure can. Wow. And here's the thing. I have actually um, called to, I'm not called, we report, report these things and they, they won't do nothing. Oh, Wow. They won't do nothing. You report, huh? nothing happens. You report it, nothing happens, though. No, when well, I say nothing, know, nothing. You know, this is not my account, you know what I mean? And, and your official account, you know, you stating what that is. I, I, that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. If you try to report it, you know, and get it taken down. But that's crazy because they'll flag people for posting regular pictures, and if you say the wrong word, they take it down, they'll ban your account. Right. But for you, the actual person to report, listen, this is a fake account and they're doing such and such in my name and they don't do anything. <laughs> That's crazy. Nothing. That's crazy. Nothing at all. And I thought that was insane. I'm sorry I waste some water. I just realized in my suitcase, I'm mad at them. Oh, yeah. I'm here just laying my clothes out and I'm like, why is this floor wet? And um, there's a bottle open. Yeah, but so, we don't know where this is leading, but it doesn't look good. Right. We don't know where this is going, but I'm here to tell you it doesn't look good. Something really bad. It's going to really take the minds of these people, and it's not a good look. It really is. I'm an advocate of spend less time on your phone, read books, 
get outside, you know, pay attention that's what to what's going on. Some cities are passing laws. Some cities are passing laws to ban social media, but it helped the kids, but then you got some of the parents who are fucked up. I remember trying to be in a relationship Hi. years ago, and a female wouldn't go out with me because of posting pictures. Now, not of one person, but different fucking women every time I did a show. So mm-hmm. basically, even the kids were like, oh, TK got a lot of women. And mm-hmm. every week I was posting a different woman because my strategy was Hugh Hefner. He posted pictures in Playboy to get the people's attention. So I did that with social right. media because back in the day I would do the thing called Now That I Got Your Attention and put mm-hmm. up a beautiful girl, right? Mm-hmm. But not thinking, that, well, thinking kids is disciplined, they can handle it, right? They can handle mm-hmm. um, the beauty of a woman. But when I was posted, they didn't care about the female. I mean, they didn't care about the information I was given. They wanted mm-hmm. to know the female's IG. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking if they're mature enough, like, nigga, fuck the female. Like nigga, go seek that information. The, the game I just dropped. Yeah, they don't. No they don't one. get past that part, though. They don't get past that part. <laughs> yeah. They do not. And you get know, past they're that saying part. like people's attention span is what, like fifteen seconds now, eight to fifteen seconds, something like that. I believe it. So whatever they grasp in that first eight to fifteen seconds, that's it. And it's a good, it's a great strategy, but not with. You know, people who are immature, not with children. You know what I mean? Because if you post yeah. a beautiful woman, everyone is gonna look. The women are gonna look. Men are gonna look. Women are probably gonna look to try to see what they can point out that's you know a flaw. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. men are gonna look because it's a beautiful woman. But most right. people don't read. You know what I mean? They're gonna <laughs> That's so true. Now, now that I got your attention, they're going to see the post. They're going to go to the comments and try to figure out, okay, what's, what's, her, what's her handle? What's her IG? I'm trying to see more That's all her. they care about. So, unfortunately, and like I said, it is a good strategy, but at the same time, everything is sex. And sex is selling and girls are selling cleaning services half naked. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like... Uh, <laughs> like, I, what? What is this? You know, you got sex sales, and that's a old, that's a very old thing. But you can't be upset if you using, you know what I mean? That that right. method, and people are stopping there because now more than ever, yeah, the attention span of people is very, very short. Very short. So, and it's unfortunate, but it's some people that still read and can still, you know what I mean focus or whatever, but most people, then a lot of these people on socials are not older. They are younger. You know what I mean? They haven't right. really been outside and experienced life and developed uh, common sense because they have experience. they just in a house on the phone and they see people they like and they look up to, be it rappers or comedians or actors or whatever, maybe not actors, but you know, the younger rappers more so than anything in, in mm-hmm. their generation and they got guns and they got money and they got girls and they they doing drugs and they're popular. So that's cool. That's what I want to do. 
And I, I just want to, I want to, I want to portray that, that image. You know what I'm saying? Right. But they're not really outside. They're not really understanding that you put yourself out there like that. They're going to come for you. So if that's not your life, don't do that. You know? And if people right, right. really are about that life, like I said before, they're not posting it. Yeah, you know true. what I mean? Like they're not, mm-hmm. they not advertising it. When you got money for real, like unless if you're a rapper, I get it, you know. But outside of that, like gangsters are not. No, they're not. Not, not. I'm talking about real gangsters. Right. What I mean by real gangsters, right. People that understand the consequences of their actions. Mm-hmm. People, people who are really smart and who are doing wrong are not advertising it. These kids are going on advertising, and they wonder why the man will come get them. Mm-hmm. But that's again, hilarious about with, that. With the understanding, and it lines up so well. I'm reading this book, and it's an old book. I'm sure you heard of it, um, The Isis Papers, by Dr. Francis Crest Welsing, and the fear of white annihilation. I I believe that. I believe it's a real Okay, I'm listening thing. to you. I'm listening to you, babe. Go ahead. I, I believe you got my attention. I, yeah, I just don't know how far I can go. <laughs> no, you can go. It's my but, show. You can do what the fuck you want. What do you mean? Okay. <laughs> yeah, go. I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm going to teach the world something. Now, repeat the book again. The book is called The ISIS Papers by Dr. Francis Crest Wilson. Okay, The um, ISIS Paper. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now by one Dr. more time Francis. you said it so fast. Okay, hold on, hold on, baby, because we're talking at the same time. Relax. Okay. So what's the name of the book? The name of the book is called The ISIS Papers. The ISIS Paper, and by who now? By Dr. Francis Cress Welsing. Francis Cress Welsing. Okay, now you can proceed, mm-hmm. please. She uh, passed away a couple of years ago. Okay. Um, but... I'm not that far into the book, but I have started reading. And just the intro is like, wow, these things have really manifested to a level greater than what it was, you know, in the 90s. You know, in the 90s, being gay wasn't really promoted. You know what I mean? And right. You know, that type of life, that wasn't really a thing. I went to high school and I played basketball, and a lot of the girls on the team were, you know, full-out gay. Right. And it it wasn't, you know, it wasn't broadcasted. It was kind of like shame. We would would get on a dollar van, and we would go to Jamaica Avenue, and the Jamaicans, you know, they're not with that. You know what I mean? So it was was just kind of like, it was a shame. Not if if you're in your group and you're comfortable, obviously you're not going to be ashamed. But around everyone else, it wasn't promoted. It wasn't you know that type of thing. And just reading about how white people are the minority from this book, and they are in power, so they have the the ways and the means to go about you know um, what is it? Oh God, I can't think of the term. Um, population promoting. Yeah, population, population control, right. control, and you know, telling women what they can and can't do with their bodies because so many women are having abortions. And granted, based on the stats, you know, um, 
they say that it's more we got more Planned Parenthood in our neighborhoods than in theirs. You know what I mean? But these white women true? are still ab- aborting their babies as well. I think right. so. Yes. We okay. There are way more Planned Parenthoods in black neighborhoods than white ones, for sure. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but saying all that to say, yeah, with this governor passing this this law that in Georgia that you don't need a license to purchase a gun. And just not being shallow-minded, but taking a step back and really, like, allowing yourself a bird's-eye view over just the state of this country alone. Mm-hmm. The way black people are being, the way black people are killing each other, the way police are killing black people, the way white people are killing black people and are not being treated the same way that black people are when they kill black people. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's insane. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's blatant. It's very, very blatant. And just reading this book, it's like, wow. If if you don't, if you can't add one plus one and get two, it's very simple. It's not. It's not even right. really complex when you take a step back. But yes, being so overwhelmed with ass on Instagram and twerking and celebrity BS and, you know, just stuff that really doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Every other day is something that's trending on Twitter that has really nothing to do with anything, but people are so overconsumed in social media that we're not thinking past what we saw on Twitter. We're not thinking past the ass on Instagram, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm not knocking anybody, but I'm saying Get a little get get your views of your ass, but then still read, still go outside, right. still socialize, still develop your 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 networking skills and and your social skills. A lot of the younger generation they don't even know how to talk to people. They sure don't. They sure don't. Like you don't know you don't know how to have a conversation. You can't keep up with a particular topic. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. I, I talk to young girls, and now you know the, it's it's crazy. Just just the yeah, it is, babe. That's why I had to have you on the show because I just knew your intellect would um, transcend over um, countries around the world, and this had to be discussed on social media to depression and how someone could hear this today and. Say wow, I needed to hear that to better my life, to have something to guide me to become a better man or woman. Right. And that's what the show is about. It's it's, a, it's about that. It's about bringing things to light so people can just say, "At least I heard it." You never know. At least I heard it. Mm-hmm. You never know, you never know. whose life you can save. You know. I understand um, to go back to my brother um, and just depression in, in in itself. As a family, we spoke about, you know, who was the last person he spoke to and what if, you know, one of us would have just called him on the night that we, you know, that it happened. And, you know, those types of questions and, no, you know what I mean, those what ifs, you know. Um, and sometimes you have situations where people 
are just tired and they feel like it's better to not be here. But understanding the pain that the family is left with mm-hmm. is almost unbearable for some people. And yes, true. I really, I really want to say to anybody who is struggling with depression, you know, insecurities not feeling like you're enough, you are. You just may be around the wrong people. Get around people who genuinely love you. Get around people who genuinely care. You know what I mean? Start to do things for you if you're not already doing things for yourself that make you feel good. Don't worry mm-hmm. about pleasing people so much, but you have to be okay within yourself first before you can do anything for anyone else. And if you're not happy right. and if you're not in a good mental space, that's going to spill over to other people. So isolation is good to recalibrate, to get your thoughts in order, but sometimes your thoughts can overwhelm you, you know, yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's really good to have some type of outlet, be it a journal. You go sit by the water, you know, you, you do yoga. Find right, a, or find something a physical, boxing class, yeah. something that you can hit. Right, for me, that's, the inter- that's the energy. great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Anything, but don't stay alone too long and don't allow your thoughts or, you know, negative thoughts to take you into a dark place where, where nobody can reach you because somebody cares. Somebody cares and right, there so are true. a lot of people who would rather you be here than to not be here. Yes. Don't give up on yourself. You know what I mean? Have faith in yourself. Have some hope. Keep some hope. Find a way to keep some hope. You know, I think lack of hope and loss of it is is a is a really big contributor to a lot of suicides that happen. People just lose hope. They don't have any hope. If you have wow. hope, that, that might lead you into another day, you know? Mm-hmm. And in all honesty, reading my, my brother's suicide letter, my heart was heavy obviously, but I could feel that he had gotten to a place of hopelessness. Okay. And it's a really sad, dangerous place to be because when you're hopeless, it's almost like you have nothing to lose. And to go through the world feeling like you have nothing to lose, it can be it can be really good because you're willing to take risks to gain, you know, to accomplish your goals, but then it can also mm-hmm. be really bad, you know? It's going to be really bad to a point where you're like, my life is not worth anything and the world will be better off without me. And that's just not the case. I know that's not, that wasn't the case for my brother. We would absolutely rather him still be here. And I know that's not the case for a lot of people who may be feeling like that. Right. Just reach out to somebody, a therapist, a counselor, somebody. And I encourage people to smile, smiling at people. You don't have to know, mm-hmm. you know, I'm from New York, I'm from the Bronx, and we don't really smile at people a lot in New York, you know, but being in the South now and being here for as long as I've been here and just growing and experiencing life, smiling is just, it's pleasant. It's nice. Right. Show your teeth, you know, like, <laughs> show your teeth, say hey, like, it's okay. You never know what that can do for a person. I purposely compliment people. I started with just women because, you know, women have a lot of competition with each other. It's always, you know, I'm going to outdo her. And mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. really like that. I was probably there some years ago. But now at my age, I compliment women. And I noticed as of recent, not flirting, but I compliment men as well. And when right. I tell you men light up, when they get compliments, <laughs> 
Right, Compliment right. these men, honey. Like, they got a nice little haircut. The lineup is looking good. The beard is intact, moisturized. Compliment. It, it doesn't right. take anything away from you. Like, me lighting your candles does not take anything away from my flame. Right. You understand? Like, mm-hmm. and I think if we have more of that, it might it it could make somebody's day. In my right, opinion. I agree. Because I know me me getting little random compliments, it makes me feel good. You know, mm-hmm. even though I feel good about myself as is, but you can't never get too many compliments. I totally agree. Just be kind. Everybody is just so focused on you know, certain things that have nothing to do with your character. You can have all the money in the world, but if you have bad character, who's going to want to be around you? Who's going to want to do business totally with agree. you? You know, you need to have good character. Be kind to people. Be respectful. Be kind to the waitress. Be kind to the person cleaning the bathroom at McDonald's. I see people cleaning the bathroom at the supermarket on McDonald's, and I'm like, thank you, because I can appreciate a clean public bathroom. They're not right, like yeah. because they're the janitor. They're making right. your bathroom experience pleasant. Why would you be nasty yeah. to them, you know? Why would you be nasty to people yeah. serving your food? That's mm-hmm. insane. They didn't make insane. it right. Speak, speak nicely to people. Be respectful. You never know who you're speaking to. We were taught as children, say please and thank you. You know? The level well, I don't think, I think that, you still think that exists? I mean, I taught my son. My son is very well mannered. Yeah, but, but it's, the, it's the rest of the world. The majority. I would like to think so. I would like to think so. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to, and I don't like to put this negative connotation on. You know the 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 babies that were born in the two thousand. I don't want to ostracize them or make them out to be so horrible. And you know they just don't have no manners and they just ain't got no home training. And I don't want to do that because I meet a lot of young people, guys and girls, that are very you know well mannered and polite. At least with me, you know. So I don't want to do that. Um, but. <laughs> There, there's a clip, I, and this is a clip that I that I revert to often. There's a clip, and it's it's been on Twitter for a while, and it's of Dr. Mm-hmm. Umar. Um, I follow his teachings, and he speaks about not being able to psychologize some of the some of the youth because they're already too far out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we, you know, us as black people, we can make a joke out of anything. You know. Right. Um, he's basically saying in the clip that I'll be able to psychologize some of them, but not everybody. Some some of them ain't going to make it. And, you know, a lot of mothers, they coddle their boys even when they're bad because mm-hmm. some, some apples are just bad, you know, and, and some black mothers are, you know, not my baby. My baby would never. Meanwhile, your baby got 13 bodies, and you just in denial about it. You know what I mean? Right. So... I can say the reality is that everybody's not going to be able to go. Everybody is not going to be saved. Everybody is not going to make it. Everybody's not going to be a positive contribution to their community. But we do have some good some good ones that, you know, were raised right. I do believe that. I'm not going to say that they're all bad. I won't say that. Okay. okay. I don't, I no, don't no, no, we can't say all bad. No, you know. I totally agree. Um, 
But shout out to everybody who is raising their children, you know, to say please and thank you and to be kind and to not judge people based on just even things that they can't control, you know. Just be kind mm-hmm. to people. You never know. You never know. Not not so that you can gain anything from it, but doing things for people and you help them in life is way more rewarding than you doing something for somebody and they give you $20 or they give you $100 or you can literally save somebody's life by by speaking to them, hey, how you doing? And they vent to you. And then they tell you at the end of the conversation, oh, my God, I've been, I've had these experiences. I, I needed that. I needed to get that off my chest. You know? That's, yeah, that's incredibly rewarding for me, incredibly rewarding. So that would be my message, you know, to people. Speak, be nice. Be kind. Speak to people. Okay. Without wanting anything in return, you never know what people are going through, and it's it's a cliche thing to say, but it's a true thing to say. Two things can be true right. at once, and you never know what a person is going through. And just being kind can change someone's mind. They could be feeling like this is my last day. I'm gonna right. buy my so favorite true. meal. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna eat, and I'm going to end it. And you compliment them. You look beautiful today. You know, that's a nice shirt. How you? How are you feeling today? You just have a conversation with them, and that could instill the smallest piece of hope in them. And like I said, hope is everything. Maybe not everything, hope but it's everything. good. It's 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 it could be a huge contributing factor in you being here today and going tomorrow, depending on how you feel about yourself. You know. Right. And what do you do when you have moments like that, dear? Um, I have to Not get in the mirror. Like when you have, when you have, when you have a bad day, what do you do? Um, some days, some days I, I I can curl up into a ball. I'll be honest. Um, and then I have other days where I'm like, no, baby, you got to push through. And I get in the mirror and I affirm myself. And sometimes I have to reaffirm myself. And sometimes it's very uncomfortable, you know. Um. I brought myself to tears in the mirror, and it's mm-hmm. not pretty, you know, but I recognize that I can be a bit prideful in the sense of not allowing people in when I'm going through things. And mm-hmm. in my upbringing, I've done everything for myself. So I don't really okay. like to ask for help or to reach out for help because in my upbringing and how, how I was how I was brought up, and really how I survive, honestly, is if I don't do it, it's not going to get done. Okay. And then I have a very clear understanding of my position in my family. And my family looks to me, you know, for a lot of things. And if I'm not full and I'm not charged and I'm not in a certain space, I can't really pour into my family like they need me to. I've kind of been the designated person for that, you know. And I accept the role. I just it's easier to accept things when you understand why you're here, you know. Right. And that charges me. I want to be able to be the go-to for my family. You know what I mean? If they have hard times, be it mental, be it financial, or physical. Mm -hmm. I'm healthy. You know what I mean? I'm able. I have a village. You know, when it comes to raising my child, which I'm eternally grateful for, a lot of people don't have that. Um, 
so in that, yeah, that's I, my my family recharges me. The my purpose recharges me. What I understand my purpose to be being there for my family members and not pouring over into people that are not necessarily my family, but you know, extensions of my family. It could be total strangers. You know, mm-hmm. um, but I I just I recognize that I'm not just here for me. It's not solely about me. Yeah, I'll, you know, have self-care days and do things for myself, obviously, but in totality, my life is not about me. I reckon I, I learned that I learned that in my adult years. You know, as as a young in the early twenties, I was very selfish. I think most people are, you know, you're trying to figure yourself out, but being in my thirties and understanding it's not about you. Mm-hmm. Because when you so you're very you're very smart for your 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 age. So I, I take my hat Thank off you. to you, and that's what I come up wanted to say when I was talking to you. Yeah, let's, let, let me get her on the show because I like meeting people who can change. You know, everybody always want to go to a celebrity, and sometimes celebrities don't really use their power the right way. So when you go to just normal people, because we all stars in our own right. From start to, mm-hmm. to our family, start to our friends, and I think that's important. And when I heard you talk, I said, "Oh my gosh, she's an excellent speaker. She knows how to communicate." And I knew you would get your message across because that when you told me that that kind of touched me in a way. I was like, "Man, somebody has to hear that." Because normally I make things like this way. I thought I'll do it next week or the week after that, and. Months have passed, sometimes years, and somebody will say something to me not knowing it was a topic I was going to do. And I'm like, man, if I had did that topic a little sooner, I probably could have saved someone's life. So that's why when you mentioned it to me, I said I wasn't going to wait. I was like, let me move on this thing today. And that's what I did. I hope, I hope it helps somebody. I really do. Yeah. I hope it saves some lives. Yes, I really that, do. That, that is definitely the key. Ladies the and gentlemen, has... this is the TK Kirkland Podcast. Listen, I always hope bring you inspirational stories. I hope I always can motivate you as you start your week. And again, I think we have another good episode here to help someone with their life. And know that I am here for you guys forever. You got to situation, you know somebody's going through something, have them DM me on my Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland, and um, we'll see what we can do. Going on vacation again for another two weeks. I deserve it. I have worked hard for years, and I'm happy to take another few weeks off. So um, I'll be posting my new dates uh, real soon. All right, and with that said, this is the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. I want to thank you so much, young lady, for your time and sharing your story with my friends and fans around the world, and I wish you continued success and may all the things that you are fighting for in your life you get. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Talk to you soon. Okay. Come spend the night with me. Take you to ecstasy.
Men, let's face it. As we get older, our bodies change. The largest percentage of men over the age of 40 suffer from some type of erectile dysfunction. ED. Guys, don't let Ed creep into your bed. Discover Bedroom Therapy by T.K. Kirkland. Not just a bunch of pills to take, but a natural way to regain stamina and put the spark back in your love life. Bedroom Therapy by T.K. Kirkland. Now at Bedroom Therapy by T.K. Kirkland. And yes, ladies, we thought of you too. We offer the Honey Pack, a safe, natural way for you to decrease hot flashes and increase your libido. Bedroom Therapy by T.K. Kirkland. At Bedroom Therapy by tkkirkland.com log on today for special offers and discounts that's bedroom therapy by tkkirkland.com bedroom therapy by tkkirkland.com bedroom therapy made for him thinking of her make sure you follow tk kirkland on instagram at tk underscore kirkland for more information about upcoming events and more visit www.officialtkkirkland.com this episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.